Hi everyone, my name is Lisa Green. I am a first year. I am the Vice President of Religion and Culture for the Hillel Society here on campus. And I'm Morgan Limmer. I'm a senior. I'm the Interfaith Fellow. Um, and this is our podcast. It's called The Colton Corner. And we're here to tell stories of people's experiences with their religions on campus. And yeah. Exactly, and really get to know them and their journeys from childhood to college. So we're looking forward to our first guests. I am so pleased to introduce our very first guest, my dear friend, Zubair Ali. Um, so Zubair, we would love to hear all about you, um, your class year, um, which group you're involved in, and all about your faith tradition. So hi everybody, my name is Zubair Ali. I'm currently a freshman here at Lafayette. My major as of right now is religion and politics. Um, some student involvement that I am in is, you know, Ultimate Frisbee, the MSA, the South Asian Students Association, the Open Debate Club, and my religious tradition that I follow is Islam. All right, so what were your earliest memories of your religion and what were your earliest religious experiences? You know, it's kind of fuzzy, I will say, but some of my earliest memories of my religion are when my dad used to send me to Sunday school at the Islamic Center of Long Island. This mm -hmm. was this huge mosque that my grandfather actually helped, you know, found in the early 70s. Mm -hmm. And we would go to these classes every Sunday, and it would pretty much be like school. We'd be in a classroom with this teacher, and they'd be um, groups of kids with, you know, the same grade as me. And we would learn just about religion. We remember we had this textbook, and you know they talk about mm -hmm. the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and all the different stuff that made up Islam, like Islamic behavior, Islamic stories, you know, the Quran itself. And I remember there was pizza, so I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, I also do remember my dad at times at home. You know, he'd be like, he'd pull out the prayer mats, and he'd be like, all right, let's pray. And we still do this to this day, but I remember we pray in my parents' room, which is on the uppermost level of the house, facing the Gaba. So, yeah, those are some of my earliest religious memories. That's so interesting. Are there any moments from the Sunday school that kind of stand out to you, or any stories you remember hearing really early on? So, stuff that I really remember, I just remember learning a lot about the Prophet's life, specifically the year of the elephant, because like, I was a big fan of elephants, still am oh, to this day. Yeah. And that story always stuck with me about how the Prophet's grandfather, you know, basically had tried to stop an army from Yemen trying mm -hmm. to destroy the Kaaba. And, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent, you know, a flock of birds to just destroy this army of elephants, mm -hmm. and it worked. And yeah. I just remember saying, like, wow, like, that's really cool. And it yeah. has elephants. Like, that's my religion. <laughs> and I just, I don't remember the surah off the top of my head, but that's mm -hmm. my, like, favorite surah in the Quran is, you know, mm -hmm. the surah al-fil, the, you know, surah of the elephant, chapter of the elephant. So that's what I remember from Sunday school. And, you know, I remember they used to have these long tables with pizza, <laughs> and we'd go and we'd get the plates, and... We'd, we'd sit, and I just remember also the prayer washer room. So we do something called wudu, which is, you know, ritual washing before prayer, mm. you know, to clean ourselves. And I, I remember going there with the boys and, you know, quietly doing it. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was like, this is this is my prayer time. Like, And all the boys would be splashing, making jokes. But, yeah, those are some, some of the memories I've retained from that period. Either, like, from that period or as you're getting older, um, who were your religious role models growing up? Definitely my dad. You know, my mother was not really religious and neither are my sisters. I'm the oldest, so I wasn't really going to look to my younger siblings for like a model type thing. Um, so my dad was really 
the person that, you know, I learned the most from about how to be a Muslim. What is a Muslim really like? Mm-hmm. Like, what should a Muslim be? And, you know, he really did instill this deep kind of, like, belief in God and having that faith and, you know, keeping that ever-present and remembering him. So I would, I would definitely say it was my dad. Yeah. Were there any kind of holidays or rituals that you remember with your dad that really inspired you? Yes. You know, Eid was always a big thing. And, you know, this isn't actually from like too long ago, maybe like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite memories is, you know, it was Eid al-Fitr. So it was the holiday after Ramadan where we mm-hmm. celebrate. And I just remember going to the mosque and we were sitting there for like an hour and we were just laughing. I mean, I had this lovely Indian outfit on and so did he. And we were just listening to this imam, you know, our priest, just mm-hmm. speak on the loudspeaker and say all this wonderful stuff about the Quran and Islam and, you know, what what is Eid and how should we celebrate it? Why right. do we celebrate it? What was Ramadan all about? And I just remember mm-hmm. sitting there with my dad and I was like, damn, like this this is fun. And then <laughs> we went home and, you know, my nama, rest in peace, you know, my grandmother made this wonderful feast that mm-hmm. the entire family was there and we were just like eating and I was like, ah, this is such a fun holiday. <laughs> and yeah, that, that was really one of them, yeah. Oh my gosh, so going back into that, what do Eid and Ramadan mean to you? So, you know, Ramadan has always been very perplexing to me, I will mm-hmm. say. You know, I always knew it was one of the five pillars of Islam and it's something that's really quintessentially Muslim. Yeah. But my dad growing up was always like, don't fast. You know, I don't want you doing that, you're in America you know, you shouldn't eat, you should wait until you're older to fast, which I think actually kind of harmed me in a way because now when I try to fast, I'm not used to it. So it it takes a lot out of me physically. But I always associate Ramadan with kind of like this, this intense spirituality, like trying to find your connection to God and trying Mm -hmm. to deepen it and really trying to stay away from sin and repent for it, but then try to keep that going on from the future. Um, You know, granted, I'm not the best with that. No Muslim is perfect, but, you know, that's what Ramadan means to me. And, you know, Eid is just a day of celebration and happiness. Like, I always make it a point to play Bollywood and dress <laughs> up and share my culture with people, but also to call relatives, wish them Eid, eat Indian food, and, you know, really, really just, you know, revel in the pride that it is that it, I have being Muslim. Oh, I love that. And I love all the specific memories and details. And I'd love to hone in on the culture. So could you tell us about some of your favorite Bollywood movies? Yes. <laughs> um, so the two that I would probably pick is Kuch Kuch Hotahe and a movie called Dawate Ishq. Mm-hmm. Um, Kuch Kuch Hotahe is actually the Bollywood movie that my parents met at. They had a very Bollywood-esque meeting. Mm-hmm. They uh, were both in Hyderabad, India at the time. And... They actually went to the same movie theater, and the story goes on from there. They just met and it was love at first sight. <laughs> um, the other movie is Dawate Ishq, which means Feast of Love. And mm-hmm. the reason I love it is because it actually involves my culture specifically, like mm-hmm. Hyderabadi Muslim culture, my ethnic group and everything. Okay. And granted, there was a little bit of stereotyping, obviously, but it was the first form of representation that I saw in the Bollywood mm-hmm. industry. And, you know, I, I adored it. They presented the food so well, the language that we speak, because we speak a different dialect of Urdu than the rest of right. India. And just the clothes and, you know, the culture was just so refreshing to see that it was represented in that way. And, you know, it, it, you know, as an Indian Muslim, you don't really see a lot of representation in Indian media. You know, it's kind of like you're either Hindu or you're Muslim. And Hindu is often seen as synonymous with Indian. You know, Indian Muslims kind of like always like a paradox to people. 
Yeah, and and the representation of Indian Muslims isn't always great. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm curious, too, about the other aspects of the culture. So what would you say are some of your favorite food and clothes? So (laughs) Hyderabadi Muslim culture is, like, elite to me. I (laughs) adore it. Um, So Hyderabadi food has a very special place in my heart. Some of my favorite dishes would have to be Dubla Kamita, Hyderabadi mutton dum biryani, and probably Hyderabadi halim and bulgari bagan. So bulgari bagan is actually vegetarian and it's made from eggplant and spices. And Hyderabadi dum biryani is just rice, vegetables, and goat like mixed together in this wonderful Ooh. thing. Um, and then in terms of clothes, you know, I actually talk a lot about this on social media <laughs> because I just love our outfits, but mm-hmm. the men typically wear um, what is called a kurta, which is just a long, long tunic um, that goes down below the knees with these tight pants. Mm-hmm. And we'll also wear something called a sherwani, which is a very long, very thick coat that goes down to below our knees, mm-hmm. kind of like a kurta. And the women wear something called a kara which, you know, is this specifically Muslim garment that was created in the time of the Mughal Emperor and has become a tradition among the women of our city. And so my mother wore one for her wedding, my grandmother wore one for her wedding, and my great-grandmother wore one, you know, throughout her entire childhood. That's how rich she was and for her (laughs) wedding. So cultural, cultural dress has been a very big part of my family as well. So also on culture, could you speak a little bit about music? and how that might have influenced you, like, with your holidays and stuff like that. Definitely. You know, I think music is a very cultural aspect because I, I do know that within Islam, you know, music and dance is not really, like, Islamically, if you're strictly looking at the Quran or religion mm-hmm. itself, it's looked down upon. Okay. Um, you know, it's not seen as something that's really good for you. And mm-hmm. But we do see in different Muslim cultures, you know, the emergence of music mm-hmm. and the emergence of dancing. Um, so I will say that music has really helped me. Um, I do love to listen to, you know, Sufi music. I find that so peaceful. And, you know, at times when I'm feeling overwhelmed, you know, a good Sufi song or a Sufi mm-hmm. hymn will really just calm me down. And, um, you know, Bollywood has also really been something that I really connect to. It's, you know, during the darkest points of my life, Bollywood has really, mm-hmm. in, in a way, brought me up and saved me in many aspects. So, you know, it's, it's really like just very important in my life yeah that's so beautiful that it can really lift you in your hardest times and i'm curious about the evolution of that so has your view of religion and culture kind of changed from your childhood to now definitely (laughs) definitely growing up i would always be like yeah you know i'm muslim i'm indian (laughs) uh but not really like i like i'm just i'm a kid in america trying to assimilate you know i don't really want to tell people that I'm this and that and they don't understand and you know I don't even know that much about it to really say anything accurate um like I remember in third grade I my teacher asked me something about India and I was clueless you know I I did not know what to say so I said yeah you know everybody wears turbans and saris you know (laughs) meanwhile I've never seen a member of my family before then wear one even though I knew that they did Mm -hmm. wear saris um but yeah you know when I was younger you know, I didn't really know a lot about Islam, and mm-hmm. I didn't really have my own connection to it. And as I got older, I kind of found my way back into it, you know, mm-hmm. my own connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Islam as a whole. And so it's definitely changed. I've become a lot more prideful of mm-hmm. my culture, of my religion, you know, who I am, who my family is, and who mm-hmm. our groups are. And, 
you know, always speaking for them has been something now that I take with great pride and, you know, mm -hmm. and continue to do so. What was that switch? <laughs> like, what changed for you in your life to start mm -hmm. having... It, it was actually a combination of the pandemic and TikTok. Um, <laughs> so I used to have a TikTok account. Um, I eventually had to take it down just because it was a lot for me mentally. But I was going through a time on TikTok where I was, you know, sharing my identity as a Hyderabadi Muslim. Mm -hmm. And I was getting a lot of hate for it. People were saying that Islam is such a bad religion. You mm. know, Muslims are terrorists and all this horrible stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, I have not read the Quran fully. Like, mm. I just know verses. I know prayers. I know general Sunday school teachings. What does it say? Because people are saying this stuff. And so it was in the middle of isolation, probably in April. And mm. it was right at the beginning of Ramadan, actually. Mm -hmm. So I pulled up a Quran with English translation, mm -hmm. and I started reading it. And, you know, for the first time, it felt like someone, like, just put their hand on my heart, and it was so soothing and comforting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after that, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to yeah. pray more. I'm going to pray, you know, at least once a day, mm -hmm. and, you know, not just every Friday. I'm going to read Quran more. I'm going to start trying to be a better Muslim and mm -hmm. trying to incorporate more Quranic values in my life. And ever since then, I'm like, you know, I love Islam. You know, people, what the people say is just, you know, it's just filled with hate. They're not actually looking at the religion. And, you know, it, in a way, it gave me a tougher skin. And it, that was really the main switch for me. Yeah. That's so beautiful. What are the specific values that really mold your everyday from the Quran? Me, you know, definitely the values of forgiveness, you know, mm -hmm. trying to be the bigger person and remember mm -hmm. that, you know, he, like Allah has the forgiveness, they say, of 99 mothers. Mm. And if God can be so forgiving, you know, I have to try to emulate that as best as I can. Right. And trying to be forgiving, trying to give people a second chance mm. and, you know, being a bigger person, you know, also just being very prideful and very cognizant, you know, not trying to start fights, not trying to, you know, hurt people, speak kindly about others, treat others the way you want to be treated. I think that's really one of the main golden rules of the Quran is Definitely. treat others with respect and, you know, always trying to remember God and thank him for what mm -hmm. he's done. Um, and just, just being the best person that I can be because that's what the Quran really says and trying to always, you know, keep Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on my mind and mm -hmm. saying thank you, like Alhamdulillah for everything. So that's really what I'm trying to embody. It's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's really easy to get wrapped up in how turbulent and difficult things have mm -hmm. been for everyone. And so it's really hard to embody that sort of like humility and graciousness mm -hmm. and forgiveness when we really just want to be mad at people or at something. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's really admirable that you're able to focus on that even with all of the chaos of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know... Not a, it's not like I'm able to do that 24-7. Yeah. No, one's, no one's perfect, <laughs> but you know, there are times where I really just try to strive, and I'm like, listen, you know, I have to try to be as a good person as I can because this world is sometimes so dark, and everyone needs a little light in their life. So that's, mm -hmm. that's really what I've just taken away from that, yeah. Sometimes I will stay up at night and, you know, make little duas, which mm -hmm. means prayer, and, you know, pray to God, say, oh, please do this, please keep me safe, please keep my family safe, keep us healthy, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, little tasks and you know wishes um actually a few nights ago was the night of shabbat barat which we believe is you know the night of forgiveness and people are supposed to stay up and pray and so unfortunately i wasn't able to stay up but i remember going late at night waking up and i 
prayed to God and I said, you know, please forgive my sins. Please forgive me for what I've done. I'm trying to be a better person. Um, so it's little things like that. On a closing note, um, would you like to share anything about embracing your culture and, and all of your family background? Because, you know, the stories I've heard have really been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's been, it has been a journey. Um, you know, really last year has really started this whole pride of being, you know, proud of being from Hyderabad, mm -hmm. proud of being a Hyderabadi Muslim, proud of, you know, being an adherent to Islam. Um, you know, I learned a lot about my family and what they've went through and what my people have went through, especially, you know, with Indian, the scope of Indian history and politics. Mm -hmm. And that has just made me more prideful of everything. And in a way, the, the way that people hate on Muslims mm -hmm. and specifically Indian Muslims, I know from my perspective, and try to vilify them and try to demonize such a community and try to say that Islam is inherently violent or cruel, you know, has a way, like, really influenced my pride in it and saying, no, we're not. I am really Muslim. I'm here to show you what I am and what my community is. And no matter how many times you'll try to tear us down, we will always be there. Yeah. You know, we are resilient and beautiful and strong and so diverse. And I always will be proud of that. You know, I'm so grateful to have been born a Muslim and mm. being able to talk about it and share it and being so open about it has been truly a gift, alhamdulillah. Mm. So, I mean, it's just been a source of pride and it will always be a source of pride, you know. Holding my head up high and being able to say I'm Muslim with my full chest has been a journey and it's really culminated in the past three to two years and mm. I, I just could not be more grateful for the growth that I've experienced in myself when it comes to being a Muslim. That's so inspirational it's and so brave. Exactly. Just so wonderful that you've embraced it and you've done so much learning and growing. Um, I can't think of anything more inspirational. And and on that note, I can't think of anyone better to have been our first guest. Yes, um, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, we've had so many conversations in our dorm yeah. about all this stuff. So anything I can to do to promote interfaith dialogue and Absolutely. to share and also learn is really, it's a wonderful thing. So thank you so much for inviting me. Oh my gosh, of course. And if there's anything you'd like to add now as we as we close out. No, I mean, I think I'm, I'm good. I mean, honestly, anything I can do to help people understand what, you know, Islam is like from a first-person point of view. Definitely. Because I do know in the media and in the world, it gets so weaponized and twisted and villainized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, people have such contorted views of what my religion is. And so anything I can do to show that, like, hi, we're real people. <laughs> put is, a face to the yeah, name. Yeah, put a face to the yeah. name. So this has really just been a, a wonderful gift. Thank you so much for having oh me here. Gosh. Thank yeah. you for being here. Um, you can totally turn this down, but would you be open for people to send like email questions or something? Of to course, you about of course. For a conversation or if wonderful. They have yes. Further questions about mm. Islam or experiences on campus. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, That'd be mm -hmm. wonderful. Can um, you give us our email? Yes, email? my email is aliz at lafayette.edu. So that's A-L-I-Z at sign L-A-F-A-Y-E-T-T-E dot E-D-U. Great. That's that's that. so great. Yeah, that um, and Zubair, I'll just say, you know, on a more personal note, like I said, is a dear friend of mine and is such a wonderful person to talk to about all things religious dialogue well in all things but he's so open and will answer any question um so thank you so much once again this has been so great of course thank you all right and thank you for listening to colton corner